Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Drew View. In today's show, we are going to be looking at one of the top headlines from today's news. And no, it is not the increasingly disastrous border crisis. It's not the fact that they have said that the Trump-Russia probe was a total corrupt sham. And it's not that Joe Biden is accused of corruption at a level we've never seen before. But rather, it's an article about chocolate milk. I'm Drew Bennett, and you're listening to The Drew View. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the show. Thank you guys for tuning in for another episode. So, this is one of the most bizarre things I've ever read in my life. So, as I was going through and looking for different content to talk about today in the news, there's plenty of things that I can talk about, right? There's the ending of Title 42 and the disaster that is continuing to happen at our southern border. Although I think we all understand that this administration has taken a horrible approach to the southern border. I don't think that's anything new that is groundbreaking information. I could talk about the fact that they pretty much said, yeah, you know, that thing that happened where we said that Trump colluded with Russia and we did this whole probe into that. Yeah, that was all a bunch of nonsense and it was really corrupt and it was a disaster. Yeah, well, I think the people have already figured that out by now. Like all of these impeachments, all of these fake and phony trials, all of this continuing witch hunt is not really doing much in the minds of most people. They are pretty much reaffirming their either love or hatred of former President Trump. So I don't think that is even worth wasting my breath on. And I already talked about what I thought about the potential Biden corruption in my last episode. So as I'm trying to find other content to talk about, I stumble upon this article. And this is the headline. Quote, chocolate milk faces potential ban in school cafeterias. So let that sink in for a minute. Let's just kind of marinate on that for a second before I totally lose my mind. So, of course, right now with all of the issues facing the American people, the most important one is making our school lunches even less exciting. That is especially at the top of our list. So the article goes on and it says that U.S. officials are considering a ban on chocolate milk in elementary and middle school cafeterias. So at least it's okay in high schools so far, so far, due to its high sugar content. Now, this policy began, this policy has started and has been implemented in, of course, the cities that are famous for their outstanding, outstanding policies, cities like Washington, D.C., San Francisco, and it was proposed in New York City, but ultimately did not end up being implemented. So, of course, where we get all of our amazing policy ideas and all of the places where 
we have some of the most outstanding politicians in the nation is where we are implementing garbage like this. And if you can't see the sarcasm in my voice, there is definitely sarcasm in my voice because, you know, these cities that have super high crime rates, these Democrat-run cities that let their cities get burnt by BLM and Antifa protesters and rioters and who completely are just out of touch with everyday people and they live in their own little bubbles where they just implement policies that are head scratchers to every single one of us. And these are one that I would consider a head scratcher. Now, I understand some of the rationale behind it because they say, well, this is one of the contributing factors to childhood obesity. Okay, sure. But do you really think that the chocolate milk that they're drinking at the school lunch is the only thing that's contributing to their childhood obesity? I don't think so, man. I was reading one of these articles and it continues on and it talks about there was a 2021 study that showed that the flavored milk was the leading source of added sugar in school meals. Uh, apparently, these people who are conducting these studies haven't stepped foot in a school cafeteria in a long time because, honey, have you tasted the food? It tastes like cardboard. There's absolutely no flavor whatsoever. We're giving our kids this garbage, and you're wondering why the only thing that has sugar in it is the milk. And the one thing that kids actually enjoy, maybe out of their whole lunch, the one thing that actually is sweet uh, is their milk that they get, their chocolate milk, and you can't even have that now. That is the next thing that's on the chopping block. And I think it's funny because I always listen and one of the things that they tell you, one of the advertisements that they run in the state of Michigan anyway, is that chocolate milk is the official beverage of the MHSAA. Now that is a Michigan High School Athletic Association. So all of the athletes in the state of Michigan are told that the official beverage of the athletic association, the high school athletic association, is chocolate milk. They promote all of the benefits that it has for athletes who are like staying fit and everything. And at the same time, we're trying to say, hey, yeah, you know, we understand that it's good for for athletes. But, you know, kids who have a lot of energy in elementary and middle school, it's probably not good for them. You know, they run around just as much as a high school athlete. But, you know, probably shouldn't let them drink the chocolate milk because we care about their health. So you can go to the school and you can get a healthy, hearty breakfast of a Pop-Tart, donuts, and like sugary cereal. And that's just fine. You know, we're totally, oh, but make sure you do it with the white milk. But then when it comes to lunchtime, even the idea of chocolate milk is like, you better not do that. You can't have all that sugar for those little kids. I don't understand. Apparently, I need to become a nutritionist or something to understand the logic behind this. But I just don't. I'm just not with it. Like, how on earth is like serving all of this junk for breakfast totally fine but then come lunchtime serving chocolate milk is like 
nope, I know, no, we got to ban it. It's just absolutely ridiculous. All flavored milk, I should say. I keep saying chocolate milk because that's the common one, but chocolate milk, strawberry milk, any flavored milk, I just don't understand, man. And I thought it was funny because all the people who are pushing for chocolate milk and all this sugar and this milk to be banned were like, well, yeah, but we still want kids to drink the milk. We still want them to get all of the good stuff from the milk, but we're going to take away what makes people actually want to drink milk in the first place. And they were talking about how during COVID, uh, I don't know if this was somebody in support or in opposition of this bill or whatever you want to call it, this regulation, they were like, just look at COVID. During COVID, when they only had white milk to choose from, a lot less people took milk in general. A lot of people just stopped drinking the milk and they're like, okay, so do the health benefits from, you know, the calcium and all and the protein and all these things from the chocolate milk, does that outweigh the cons of all the sugar in it? Oh, well, I don't know. How about we just let the freaking kids decide, Matt? We live in a day and age where we let elementary and middle school kids decide their gender and decide whether or not they want to have sex change surgery. We let these kids read books. There's books in the elementary and middle school libraries that are morbidly pornographic. And, you know, conservatives get clowned because they want to ban the porn books from, you know, the kids' school. They want to say, like, uh, they go to school board meetings and they read some of the content of what is in these books. And the school board members have to shut off their microphones because they're like, whoa, there are kids in the room. You can't be saying that. Oh, really? You're letting them read it. You're putting it in their library, you dork. When conservatives object and say, hey, we probably shouldn't have these books in schools. Oh, you, you want to ban books? Oh, you are the ones who try and protect free speech. You guys are really against free speech. Oh, man, Kamala Harris will get on and talk about, they want to ban books. Are you kidding me? This is America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, at the same time, they're saying, oh, yeah, we need to silence President Trump. We need to silence MAGA extremists. We need to silence, 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 censor, 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 censor. But free speech, yeah. Hurrah. Let kids read the porn. Like, what is going on? Everything is so twisted in this country. But conservatives get clowned because they want to ban porn books in schools. And liberals are like, yeah. You guys are awful people because you want to ban that. But at the same time, let's get the chocolate milk out of the schools. Uh, you know, these kids, they should be able to pick what gender they are. They should be able to, uh, you know, go through sex change surgery. They should be able to take chemical castration if they want to. You know, that should all be fine and dandy. Five years old, I don't care however old you are. Do whatever you want but don't drink chocolate milk. Like, come on, if we're going to let kids make decisions, can we let them make decisions on things like, do I want white milk or chocolate milk? Not on things like, do I want to be a boy or girl? Or do I want to read or not? do I not want to read this book with pornographic material? Like, what? What is our world coming to when those are the decisions that we're letting kids make instead of what flavor milk they want? Come on. And the thing that 
burns me and ticks me off probably more than anything is the fact that this is being done by a federal agency, by the USDA, because guess what? They are not beholden to the American people whatsoever. They have absolutely no accountability to anybody because they are a part of a bureaucracy that the people don't vote on. We don't vote on who we're going to let sit on this agency or who we're going to allow to make decisions or regulations on these things. No, those are appointed by the people that we elect. And so it's this down the line process where we are not able to hold these people accountable. So when they get in these positions that they cling to for the rest of their lives and they make these stupid policy decisions like this, we can't say, okay, you've overstepped your bounds here, buddy. You need to get out of there and we're going to find someone new. No, you can't do that because guess what? Those bureaucrats are not beholden to you. You don't get to vote on them. You don't get to have a say in what they do. And that is one thing, kind of circling back to a topic that I kind of like to talk about. One thing that I think Vivek Ramaswamy does an incredible job at, he says, when I become president, as soon as I see anyone in these bureaucracies or any of these bureaucrats start to make policy decisions that are outside of what they need to be making policy on, if they start to make ridiculous regulations, and if they begin to overstep their bounds, we are going to send them packing. We're going to say, okay, bye-bye. You had your chance, and you blew it. You were a dummy, and now you're leaving. I think that's what needs to happen. These people who say, yep, I think what we need to do is just get rid of the chocolate milk for the kids, and we need to make sure that we lower the salt content in their lunches, and we essentially need to make sure that they munch on cardboard for uh, five days a week, and, you know, this is the only meal that most, uh, that some kids, I should say, not most, this is the only meal that some kids get. Let's make sure it's the worst thing that they've ever had in their lives. Let's not make this an enjoyable meal. Let's not make this a meal that, you know, kids look forward to. Let's make this a meal where you eat something that is so nasty and that kids can barely choke down. But hey, it's low in sodium and sugar. Ooh, ah. Or preventing childhood obesity. Ooh, ah. And a lot of these kids are going home and eating whatever's cheap or whatever they can get their hands on, which is junk. The issue is not the school lunch. That's not the reason for childhood obesity. I promise you that. Nobody is getting fat because of the school lunch. Nobody. Nobody eats that crap. Nobody likes that crap. Nobody goes up and says, hmm, what kind of junk food can I pile on my plate? Because you can't have any. There is no junk food. I remember when I was a young lad, we used to have popsicles. You can't even have freaking popsicles now. What's what's going on, man? I just think hearing stories like this, it really shows you how out of touch and how ignorant these people are that they think that one of the biggest issues that they need to be focusing on, one of the issues that is actually facing the American people is 
how they are going to drink their flavored milk and how they're going to be able to get that sugar content down or ban it from schools. I just don't think that that is the biggest issue that's facing Americans today. And I don't think anybody who's being honest with themselves actually thinks that that's one of the bigger issues that we're facing. I think if you gave somebody a list and said, here, make a list of the top 10,000 issues facing Americans. I don't think that obesity due to flavored milk in the school lunch would even scratch the top 10,000. And remember what I talked about yesterday about being bewitched, being shown, oh, looky here, look at this, this is what you should focus on. And behind the scenes, you have something that's incredibly, incredibly dangerous going on. That's incredibly, incredibly important, but they try to get your attention off of that. So they're trying to focus your attention on this headline. We're getting rid of the chocolate milk. The chocolate milk is so important. Oh, we got to get rid of it. And, you know, meanwhile, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, that Donald Trump and Russia thing that we pushed for the longest time and you know, when we were the election deniers for a few years because we said that Donald Trump really didn't win the 2016 election, it was all Russian interference, and you know how we were the ones who made ourselves look like fools and impeached the guy? Yeah, it was all on a big sham, but the chocolate milk, look at the chocolate milk, guys, it's going away. <gasps> and just like that, everybody turns their attention to the chocolate milk. Now you're probably thinking right now, well, Drew, I didn't hear this chocolate milk story until you, and now you're telling us that that's the story that doesn't even matter. Well, the reason I bring this up and the reason I talk about this story is because it is stories like this, and there are so many others that go on in the news where we just get so caught up in them and we get so angered by them or frustrated by them or confused by them where it's like what are you thinking banning chocolate milk from the school lunch what and at the same time all these other things are going on that are much more important and mean so much more but rather we're just sitting here like but but what what is what is happening with the chocolate milk you know how many people that affects like Right, literally anybody that goes through the public school system, it affects everyone at some point in time. So everybody gets caught up in these type of issues where it's like, what is going on? Why are we doing this? That sounds stupid. But at the same time, they are behind the backs of all the people who are stunned and amused at what's going on with the other garbage. There's something much more sinister much more impactful happening that they try and get you to look away from and to not focus on. It's a big, all politics is and all the news media is, is it's one big giant magic show with a bunch of misdirection. That's all it is, is a lot of misdirection. And maybe I'm feeding into that by talking about these articles and these stories that pop up, but it's like, well, if someone's going to talk about it, 
let's put it in the correct context. Like, yes, this is not the most important issue facing Americans, but it's an issue that was toward the top of the news headlines when I was going through ground news. So I think it's good to hit on these topics and to realize the ridiculousness that happens when you get government bureaucrats so focused on regulation when really they're best off if they just stop, if they just say, you know what, let's not overstep our bounds. If we're unsure whether or not we should do this, if there's a lot of opposition, let's just say, hey, you know, if these many people, I think they said when this plan was unveiled, and it it might have been a different plan they were talking about, but the article kind of made it a little bit confusing. But when they kind of started talking about this, and I believe it was February, they've already gotten like 90,000 people opposing it. Like, that's a lot of people that are saying, yo, what are you doing, you dummies? So it's like, if you're getting that many people in just a few short months, you probably should reevaluate and say, huh, eh, let's let's focus on something else for the time being. Maybe down the road when we have an economy that's not in the tubes, when we have a border that's not a total train wreck, when we have foreign policy that's not a total disaster, when our country is more put together, maybe then you can start worrying about the chocolate milk. But until then, let's focus on the things that matter. Let's focus on the things that are impacting everyday Americans and not do something that will impact everyday Americans, but in a negative way, when Americans are already facing so many other negative things. In this story, you know, I never thought that I would be spending 22 minutes talking about chocolate milk when I started this show uh, a few months back. I never thought that I would spend that much time on that. but. I think this story is just a microcosm of what we see in everyday news over and over again. It's the misdirection, but it's also the let's put this policy out there that completely makes our positions on a lot of other things look foolish, like I was talking about earlier. If you're not going to let kids make the decision on what milk they drink, because there's the option to drink unflavored milk, to drink white milk. But no, kids choose strawberry milk or chocolate milk for the most part. But parents can have that talk with their kids. Hey, drink this, drink that, whatever, if they are really that concerned. But you have kids that are not able to make that decision, but they're able to make the decision about what gender they want to be when they get up in the morning or all of that garbage. Not to mention, I just, this kind of clicked in my head. The Democratic Party and the liberals are the ones that say, hey, if you call somebody obese or you talk about obesity, you're being fat phobic and you can't be fat phobic because then you're a bigoted person and you're going to burn in hell. And so why are we making these policies? Like maybe the people that want to drink chocolate milk they just want to drink chocolate milk. Let's not be fat phobic. Come on, man. You know what I mean? It's just funny because so many of their points just clearly contradict each other or make no sense when taken together, but they don't care. They just want to push a political agenda. 
They want to push more regulation from the government. And they also want to make sure that they expand their voter base. So anyway, guys, that's all I have for today. That is my 24-minute rant on chocolate milk. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. I'm going to end now with my closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this day that you've given us. I want to thank you for time for me to come on and speak to my listeners. Father, I just ask that the words that you want my listeners to hear, I just pray that those be the ones that I say. Father, I just pray for our country, our leaders, give them wisdom, give us strength to get through these trying times. And Father, help us to be more like you each and every day. In your name we pray. Amen. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode. Of course, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Share the show with your friends. Hopefully I'll have a Talking to Teens segment at the end of this week. And I can't wait to see you guys back here again tomorrow. But until then, stay blessed.